Ladies and gentlemen, we'll begin our final descent. As we prepare for landing, please make sure your seatbelt is fastened and your seat back and tray tables are stowed. Also this time, please put away all carry-on items, including laptop and devices of similar size for landing. landing. Ladies and gentlemen, prepare to enter Culturama with Diva. From every wound, there's a scar, and every scar tells a story. And that story says, I survived. That's a very powerful statement. Hello, Culturama listeners, and welcome to this exciting episode of Culturama with Diva, where simplicity is the best thing. This program is brought to you by Inner Saturn Entertainment LTD, and this program is called Inspirational Moments, where I interview authors, motivational speakers, life coaches, persons with special needs, and more. We are Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva. We encourage you to listen and join us in a journey of cultures, ideas, and innovations as Diva takes us around the world with her guests. An amazing show with an amazing host. We thank you for accepting the challenge of opening your mind. We are Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, and we are a proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva. a very inspirational story and I happened to meet this lady in Clubhouse. If you're on Clubhouse, you can find me at Princess Tia, P-R-I-N-C-E-S-S-T-I-A, one word. And I met this lady in a group, I believe it was the Overcomers group, one of those groups. Uh, Yeah, uh, yeah. And her story was just of inspiration to the point where many podcasters are, you know, they are demanding, you know, her story to come on their airwaves. I speak none other than Miss Brianna Terry. Hi, Brie. Welcome to the program. Hi. Thanks for having me. You're most welcome, my darling. This lady has a foundation, a nonprofit organization. But before we get to that, I want to get to know her first. And she has a story that deals with vision loss, bones, physical challenges, scars. Just to give you a hint, hint. So, Brianna, take it away. Well, as she said, I am visually impaired. Actually, I'm blind. So, I was born blind. Um, at about age two, I was diagnosed with a rare bone disorder called osteopetrosis. I was playing with one of my cousins and I bumped my foot and broke it. And my mom noticed I was walking a little funny, so she took me to the doctor and they said that it was broken. Not only was it broken, it looked a little different from everybody else's. It looked, it just didn't look like a normal bone. So they took me to a bunch of specialists and the one, one of them had just 
actually performed a case study on my disorder. So they were able to say, um, yeah, that's osteopetrosis. And osteopetrosis is a rare disorder, a rare bone disorder, where my bones doesn't produce enough milk. So they're extremely hard and fragile. I've broken almost every bone in my body, some more than once. Um, when I was first diagnosed, my parents were told that I wouldn't live to be 10. I'm actually 27 now. So that's a blessing in itself. But as I'm, yeah, that's. So based on your diagnosis, you had what is called osteoporosis? Osteopetrosis. Osteoporosis, I beg your pardon. Osteopetrosis. So because this is a listening podcast, you know, a listening based podcast, I want to get people at the edge of their seats. Tell us about the journey of experience with those surgeries, those broken bones, the pain, the suffering. Go right ahead. Well, as a kid, I was pretty normal. Like I said, I did everything any other kid would do now. I've broken every bone. So some of the things I did didn't end too well, but if my cousins were riding a bike, I was gonna try to ride a bike. If they were skating, I was skating. But a lot of them ended in broken bones. I was skating one time and I fell and broke my arm. And the journey, it wasn't easy. It's because for normal people, when you break a bone, it takes about six to eight weeks and you're healed. For me, the healing process is about six months, anywhere from six months to a year. Uh, I recently broke my leg about two summers ago. I broke my hip in three places and I was down for, I broke it in June. I didn't walk again, like correctly, almost until February. So that's almost another year. So whenever I break, I'm down for a while. And that's the hard part, especially as a kid, because it's like, okay, you broke your arm. Now you really can't play. Or now you can't do what the other kids are doing for a good while. And like I said, as growing up, I was pretty normal. But when I got to high school, it was like a rude awakening. Because I always knew I was different because I couldn't do everything everyone else was doing. But as I said, I tried. But when I got to high school, it was no more. As kids, most kids are pretty friendly. They're willing to help you. They're willing to, you know, hey, I'll take you to the restroom. Hey, I'll do this for you. Well, in high school, people aren't that friendly. I started school in a wheelchair because I just recently broken my leg, so I wasn't walking. My freshman year, I attended a school of about 4,000 students. And I remember the first day I was so excited to go to high school because I felt like, oh, I'm a big kid, I'm going to high school. I got there, I didn't see not one person I knew. I remember thinking to myself, I got out of my bed for this. So you said that you were pretty much okay as a little kid, but when you reach high school, things are started going downhill, right? Yes. Right. So tell us more about your bones and the surgeries you went through. Um, how did your parents react to this? What were some of the adjustments they had to make as parents themselves? And tell us about that. My parents have always been, always, always, always been very supportive. I have, my parents had me at a very young age, and I know a lot of times people say young parents aren't the best, or young parents don't always know. I personally feel like I have the best parents for the job, the best parent, parents to handle all of this. Because anytime I was ever in an emergency room or anything, they, my mom was there. Anytime I had surgery, she was there. I never had to wake up, worry about waking up from surgery being alone. 
my parents were always right there by my side. But it was a challenge because now where if my mom was working, now she had to take off because now I'm out of surgery or now we need someone to sit here with me. But I was also blessed to have awesome grandparents. So anytime, if my mom couldn't be there, my grandparents were there. But it's still a challenge for them because now they have to lift me. But they never made me feel like a burden or, you know, like I was just. Awesome. So, Brie, you were telling me that um, your mom works in the healthcare system, right? And there are times when you had to go to the doctor and the doctor would diagnose you different this, different that. And your mom would say no. Tell us about that. Yeah, my mom works in the, she's a phlebotomist. Actually, she's taking a break now because the last five years or so, I've been in the hospital several times. So she quit working and she's been here with me. When I got to ninth grade, to high school, I developed a horrible infection called osteomyelitis. That's also a side effect of my disorder. It's from a prior break, a prior fracture that I had when I was a little girl. They placed screws in my leg to hold it together. And they told me that the screws could stay for ever so I didn't check I mean I didn't think anything of it because they said it would stay well when I got to high school I noticed one day that my leg was hurting but I didn't say anything because another side effect of my disorder is chronic pain so I'm used to pain some days I may wake up in excruciating pain or some days I may wake up fine but by the end of the day I could barely move so I was used to pain so I didn't really say anything because I thought oh it'll go away but my leg continued to swell. And when it started to swell, I was like, okay, maybe I need to tell her. And we went to the doctor. They told my mom it was a hematoma or something like that. But she was like, no, because I worked in the medical field. That's not what that is. So we waited and it got worse. And we ended up going to the doctor and they were like, um, you need to take her to the emergency room right now. And by the time we made it to the emergency room, my leg had drained like, through my clothes, through it was just a mess, a nasty mess. And they had to go in and drain it. And when they drained it, they found out that I had osteomyelitis. This is really a touching story. Just a reminder, folks, that I'm speaking with the beautiful Brianna Terry from Texas. And this program is brought to you by Inner Sanctum Entertainment LTD. If you need instrumentals, recording, mixing, or mastering, maybe a music video, photo shoot, or graphic designing, need bouncy castles, face painting, popcorn, cotton candy, or characters for the kids, want to do online or offline promotion, maybe both, let's print your t-shirts and everything else. Here at Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, we got you covered. Reach us on FB and Instagram at Inner Sanctum Entertainment LTD, YouTube at Inner Sanctum Entertainment, and Twitter at iSanctum Studios. Or call us at 1-866-338-4123. That's 1-866-338-4123. So, Brie, uh... You said that you experience pain. Sometimes your your face swells up. Am I right? Yes. Like I said, chronic pain is a side effect, right. and it affects my joints. My mate, like my the major pain spots are my joints, your longer bones, so like your shin bone, the mm-hmm. bones in your arm, any joint, and my back is a lot affected. But another side effect is ulcers, mouth ulcers. 
So I get these ulcers all over my mouth. Some days I may wake up and the whole side of my face is just swollen. And there's nothing I can do about it because it's just a side effect. So I have to let it. They give you medicine to try and ease the pain. But honestly, to me, it doesn't really work. So I use it sometimes and sometimes I don't. But it makes it hard for you to eat. There's been times where I've had to eat noodles for like a week straight. Because I can't eat anything else. You had dreams to go to college. To, to do what? Ever since I was a little girl, I've always wanted to be a counselor. One of my teachers told me, I told her in elementary school that I was going to be a psychiatrist. I don't remember telling her that, but I, I believe I did because I've always wanted to be a counselor. I even thought about maybe teaching for a little while while I worked on my master's and then becoming a school counselor. That's always mm-hmm. been my dream. I was going to start off as a VI teacher, helping students with visual impairments and then transfer over to a counselor. I've always wanted to help individuals with disabilities. Well, when I graduated, by the way, I found out in the 10th grade that you, if you graduated at the top 10% of your class, you can go to every school, any school you wanted to go to and it was paid for it. You Uh like, well, not paid for it, but you didn't have to be accepted. You could get in. So I made it my goal from that day forward to work to get in the top 10% of my class. But it seemed like when I made that goal, everything came against me. One year I was hospitalized like four times. One year I was hospitalized like two or three times. It was just not good. But I ended up graduating in the top 12% of my class, which I guess was okay. I really wanted the top 10, but hey, I'll take what I can get. Um, After that though, like prior to gra- or post-graduation, it seems like everything just fell apart. Shortly after I graduated, well, when I graduated, I had to give all my equipment back to school. So all my computers, any assistive technology devices, I had to give it back to the district because the district had paid for it. So I didn't have anything to start college with. Mm-hmm. I asked DARS, the rehab services. School started in January. I didn't get my equipment until March. So the semester was halfway over by then. Then my infection flared up because that's been an ongoing process from the ninth grade until about three years ago and mm-hmm. it's so my infection flared up and I was I couldn't attend school so I had to stop and that really got me down because I was like I just want to be a counselor um I just want to be a counselor like that's what I really wanted to do but I couldn't go to school I remember feeling like extremely down on myself because I was like every time I try to go to school I end up in the hospital I can't work because I'm experiencing chronic pain. So I was on several different, like strong pain medicines. So I couldn't really work. And then the way my body was going, it really just wasn't able to work. So I remember telling my friend, I was like, you know, I just feel like a bum. I don't like this. I can't go to work. I can't do anything. And so I constantly prayed because I wanted to be a counselor like I said and I remember I went to church and the pastor preached about finding your purpose so I came home and I prayed about God what is my purpose and it seemed like with that everybody kept coming back to me saying you should be a counselor you should be and I'm like well that's what I want to do but I can't so then when the pandemic started well no okay before then I started one of my Janetta I think you said you know Janetta hosted a the event and she called me she was like B I have an event coming up I put you on the schedule to speak she didn't even ask me she just told me so I was like okay sure because I don't really like to tell people no so whatever 
I was extremely nervous. But I did it. And everybody just, like, I didn't expect the response. Everybody was like, your story is so touching. Oh, my gosh. You should really be a motivational speaker. And so I thought about it, but I was still like, mm, I'm shy. I don't know. But okay, I'll give it a try. So I started with the blog. And if you guys want to read it, it's called Scarred Not Broken. You can find it at scarrednotbroken.com. And that got a really big response. So I was like, okay, I guess I can do this. My friend was talking to me one day. She was like, you know, be motivational speaking is a form of counseling. So I was like, well, I guess I can give it a try. And here we are. You can do so many things, you know, but just teaching your own self and getting a response from a crowd. Wow, this again, a really inspirational story, guys. So, Brie, you learned the technology late, and so you were not able to go to college, and then you decided to start a foundation. Tell us the reason behind that. I've always, well, for about the last mm, two, three years, I wanted to start a nonprofit organization. But I didn't know what I wanted to do. And when I started my blog, I prayed on a name because I didn't know what to name it. So I prayed on a name and I was like, okay, you know, my friend was coming up with all these names and I'm like, no, I don't think that one, but okay. Cause I'm decided to just go with the flow. So I was like, well, I guess. But I prayed and Scarred Not Broken came to me because as I mentioned to y'all, I've had several surgeries. So I, I have scars everywhere, my arms, my legs, I'm all scarred up. And my scars have always bothered me. In the summer, I try to wear long shorts. I try to wear dresses. I don't want nobody to see. It's just something that I don't. Because to me, it's like, here's these scars. Now everybody's going to ask questions, which I don't mind questions, but it's like the rude comments. that's like, oh, did you, how'd you get this? Did you fall off a motor? like stupid stuff. And I'm like, no. So my scars have always bothered me. But I'm really working on that because I try to look at them as war wounds as bad as that I fought and won I have a scar so but I thought about it and I was like we're all scarred in some type of way whether it's physical scars emotional scars life has thrown something at us that's left us all scarred but we're not broken and that's where I got the name from and when the pandemic started I was thinking of a organization to start and it just came I prayed about it and it came to me to start the Scar Not Broken organization and it's to help individuals with disabilities achieve the goals they want. So if that if they want to go into the workforce, I want to help them, you know, fill out applications. I want to make sure they know what resources are available to them, but also are able to use them. Not just mm-hmm. know that they're available. I want to help them use them. Wow, absolutely beautiful. Tell us what is your mission and vision of this organization? My vision is a world where individuals with disabilities live the life they desire. Like, I want the employment rate, the unemployment rate for disabilities to go down. I want people to be able to pay their bills. I want them to live a happy life, not just exist. Because I don't want no one to have to go through what I went through. I hated it. I remember crying many a night. Like, I don't want no one to have to go through Awesome, awesome. So how can persons get in touch with you uh, for this organization to assist or so? You can, if you need any um, information about it or know someone with a disability, feel free to reach out to me. 
at scarred not broken o r g at gmail dot com, or you can just go on the website at scarred not broken dot org. So it's scars not broken dot org. Yes. Okay. All right. So pre- and that's scar oh. with two r's. So it's s c a r r e d. Okay. Okay. Great. So, what would be your final words to the public out there? I just want to tell you to always remember to keep pushing, no matter what. Like I said, we've all faced something that's left us with scars, but if you're still here, you're not broken. So keep pushing and remember to go at your own pace that's something that i had to learn and i'm still learning but no one can tell you what you're capable of as long as you are doing your best that's all that matters okay absolutely beautiful thank you so much brie for your time shout out to camille richardson shout out to miss alitha miss sharifa uh saddam jose everybody uh thank you guys so much for listening out there remember journey live good love god one love one heart let's get together and feel good see you next week sunday hello i'm sydney thorpe sydney sizer is here to help you meet your all your recording needs call our whatsapp 876-281-2801 or you can email me at S-I-D-N-E-S-I-Z-E-R at gmail.com or S-I-D-N-E-S-I-Z-E-R at outlook.com or you can Skype me using Sydneycizer as my Skype name. Sydneycizer We can talk. Sydneycizer Where we love to make good things happen. Sydneycizer